Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You know, I just bought that fabulous dinner set. The artichokes. The artichoke. So I'm thinking of changing the whole guy's dinner party. Now that they're all in jail, I think I have to change my my seating arrangement. So I decided it's a Me Too movement. I should get with the program. I'm going to have a girl's dinner. I am so fascinated by this artichoke dinner. What the fuck's an artichoke dinner? Was every course of this meal artichoke-based? What was going on? I can't believe that Patricia just decided to have an artichoke dinner. I mean, how many party themes have you gone through to get to an artichoke dinner? Like, you must have had every other party theme in the past where you're like, okay, the only thing I haven't done is an artichoke dinner. (laughs) I decided to have an artichoke dinner. (laughs) That was my pat. I don't know if that's a good Patricia, but she was like, you know, it's the Me Too movement. I thought I'd get with the picture and have the girls over for an artichoke dinner. Like what? I was like, what the? F-? At first, I thought I like, misheard it, and I thought maybe she just meant she was going to serve like one artichoke course. But then I think it was all artichoke courses, and she had all the decor of artichokes that I'm sure she got from Home Goods. I mean, I know we're all pretending that everything Patricia's house is very upscale and expensive, but I think I've seen those artichoke plates and dinnerware at the Home Goods I go to in Studio City. I swear I saw it. Anyway, I wish I was there. I wish I was at this artichoke dinner. I decided to have an artichoke dinner because of the Me Too movement. I thought that was a little inappropriate, that she was appropriating. I mean, I just think that the Me Too movement was about more than having the girls over for an artichoke dinner. But what do I know? I'm not here to judge. I thought it was great that she was having the ladies over instead of the men. So, you know, I'm getting sick of the men on this show, on this Southern Charm show. You guys, we got to talk about the episode. Hello, I didn't do a hello. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I have some very exciting news before I get more into that artichoke dinner. I have some very exciting Everything Iconic news that I've been dying to share with you all, and I can finally share it. Everything Iconic Live is coming. I'm super excited. I'm going to be doing the very first Everything Iconic Live shows in September. I'm doing two dates. I'm doing September 10th here in LA at the Troubadour. September 10th in LA at the Troubadour, and then September 17th at the Gramercy Theater in New York. Again, that's September 17th at the Gramercy Theater in New York, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious, but very excited. It's going to be very fun. I hope you'll all come out. Tickets officially go on sale Thursday at 10 a.m., so I will put up links on my Instagram, on my Twitter, everywhere I can put a link up. You can also find a link at everythingiconic.com. I'll put that up as soon as they're available and on sale, but I I hope you'll all come because it's going to be a really great time. I have some fun things planned. There might be a guest. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe there won't be any guests. I'm hoping to under-promise and over-deliver, but there may be a guest. And it's going to be very fun. I We're going to talk Bravo. We don't know what Bravo is going to be on at that time because this is in September. But we will be talking Housewives. We'll be talking Bravo. I promise it'll be very fun. And I hope you'll come and laugh and giggle with me. There might be a detour or two. So please come out if you're in one of the neighboring towns or in New York or LA. Get a ticket. And 
if these do well and people like them, hopefully we'll be able to go do more shows elsewhere. I wanted to just start with the two shows and and then hopefully you guys show up and then we could do more shows. But for now, New York, LA, please, please, please buy a ticket to let us all know that you're coming and uh, so we can plan and hopefully maybe add some more shows down the road. So I'm super excited about that. I've been dying to tell you guys, and this has been in sort of the works for a little while, and I can't believe it's happening. And it's been almost two years. Actually, in September, it'll be two years since we started Everything Iconic, and I can't believe how much it's grown. And I'm so thrilled that people are listening to the show, and I hope you'll all come to the live show. I promise we'll have a lot of fun. At the very least, like we'll giggle at Jessica Simpson for an hour. <laughs> we'll laugh at about, about Jessica Simpson for an hour. Anyway, please get your tickets to that, and I'll be posting online. Tell a friend, bring a friend, and let's have some fucking fun. Let's have some fucking fun. Excuse my French. Anyway, let's talk about this week's Southern Charm. Now, in the previously on, I want to mention we got a bop We got a, you got to hand it to the man. He's making it look so easy. So we got some of that scatting. My favorite scat line is the, ooh, oh, oh, kids go loco. We got that. We got that. That was exciting. But we got no, mm-hmm. We got no birds, bees, one, two, threes. I don't know what's going on, Bravo. I'm complaining about this every week, and we still haven't got a theme song. I just want to see the cast photos, the pictures, and the theme song. What's going on? Give it to us. That's what everyone wants. I hear from all of you. Everyone seems to want the same things. It's not just me. We're all calling on it, and I don't get it. We didn't get an mm-hmm, but we got a nature sound. Did you notice that right after the previously on, all of a sudden it was like nature sounds. It felt like I was listening to my call map, and it was just nature sounds. And then we opened with Whitney brushing his teeth at a lake. And for a second, I almost left the room, and I thought, I can't do this. <laughs> I thought, I'm done. I pulled a Jill Zarin season three reunion and almost walked off the stage and said, I'm done. I can't watch this. Because looking at Whitney at the lake with his toothbrush in his mouth in one of his old Navy tech vests, I couldn't do it. You know, we, I, I got to draw the line somewhere, but I stuck with it, and the episode ended up being okay. It did seem like this RV trip was like a nightmare trip. I would have called an Uber immediately. I would have gotten the fuck out of there. Craig went, my Craigie went into the RV at one point to sleep, and he was smart, but I would have called an Uber or a Lyft or someone to pick me up. Anyone to pick me up, I would have said, just come and get me. I need out. Now, all of the guys are saying they drank too much last night, but they didn't seem so drunk last week. Of course, they got in the fight with the hot dogs. They threw the hot dogs at each other. But it didn't seem like they were that drunk. But everyone's saying, like, oh, we drank so much. So that leads me to believe that the camera crew shut down, and then those guys drank a lot more. And then Austin, in his confessional, he said something about Shep referring to Craig as Craigie. And I thought, oh, my God, Shep calls him Craigie, too? <laughs> Just like stars are just like us. We all like to call him our Craigie. He's our Craigie. Our Craigie. I felt so bad for Craigie last week and this week again. They're being so fucking mean to him. I'm over at Shep and uh, not Austin, actually. Austin's been sticking up for him. But Whitney and Shep, you need to shut the fuck up and stop being mean to my Craigie. Our Craigie is not going to handle it anymore. Enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough. So then Nate the driver comes back. And Nate, the driver, the guy who's driving the RVs, he comes back to the campsite and said he was staying in the cabins down the way. And I thought, why didn't they stay there? That's where I would have gone. That's where Craigie should have gone, to the cabins. They must not have been far away. It seemed like this guy walked from there. I would have gone there immediately. So then they make some eggs. They make some eggs, and then they go to Nashville. Nashville is four hours away. So they have their eggs, and then they go to Nashville. And speaking of eggs, we cut to Chelsea and Danny at the OBGYN. And Danny is looking to freeze her eggs. So, look, Chelsea entered this doctor's office in a doily. 
I don't know if you caught that. She was wearing a doily. That's what it was. <laughs> a human-sized doily. And she looked beautiful. I liked a lot of the fashions this episode. Danny was wearing a jean jacket with a hoodie. What I notice on Southern Charm, more than any other show on Bravo, is that they're never dressed for the same occasion. So Chelsea was wearing like this nice white doily, and uh, Danny was in a hoodie and a jacket, and I thought, they're both for different occasions. Nothing wrong with that, but I noticed every scene on Southern Charm, they're all dressed for something different. At the end of the episode, Craigie and Austin and Catherine went out, and Craigie was in a tee. And Austin was wearing like a sweater and a vest or something, and Catherine had on something like thick. It's like they're all dressed for different weather and different occasions. But anyway, Danny's looking to freeze her eggs. She wants more information. Chelsea seemed to know nothing about a uterus. She was looking at those diagrams in the doctor's office, and I swear that's the first time she's ever seen any of those parts. I don't believe that she knows where anything on her is. She was looking at a chart of a uterus, and she just seemed so shell-shocked, jaw-dropped. I mean, she did not know what any of those parts were. And I hope that she learned. The baby fits in the diagram. Where? In the triangle thing. Are you sure? That's the uterus? Yeah, isn't that what grows? I don't think so. <laughs> I know nothing about this stuff. I hope that Chelsea took a pamphlet home from that trip to the doctor's office, and I hope that she studied it, because it seemed like she needed some more information on the uterus and maybe some other body parts. And look, we all could use some pamphlets. Whenever I go to the doctor's office, I take all the pamphlets I could get. I need everything. Because a lot of times, I don't go to the doctors that often. So when I do go, it's like I need to learn. And so I did appreciate Chelsea was looking around. She was looking at a diagram. And she's, she said out loud, I don't even know what this is. Or you know, she said something along those lines. And we all need that information. And I feel like they stopped teaching to it, it to us after sixth grade or so. And so we can all use a health class refresher. And so I applaud Chelsea. I have a lot of applause for people in these in this episode, so I applaud Chelsea that she seemed willing and open to learn. Anyway, the doctor comes in, and they talk about Danny's egg quality. Apparently, it's gone down, but it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. She's 34 years old, and the doctor reveals that it's ten to 15000 for eggs freezing. And it's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I wish our bodies would just you know, cool it already. Women should be able to have babies whenever they want. I know Janet Jackson just had a baby after 50, but I'm sure she had some medical assistance. But it just sucks. It just sucks for women and who have trouble having kids, or, you know, I'm a gay man, and I. it's very difficult. We have to, you can adopt, and you could surrogacy, which is very expensive, but it just is annoying, right? It's like, I wish we could all have the kids the way and when women, how we wanted them. So anyone out there who's struggling... I applaud you. I applaud you because it's not easy, and I um I feel for you. So then we cut to the boys in Nashville at the hotel. I love Nashville, you guys. And just recently, I was getting rid of some of my old clothes, and I found my Beaver Patrol shirt from Nashville. But I love Nashville so, so much. It's so fun. So when the boys get to Nashville, they check into a hotel. Right when they're checking in, Craigie says, how are the showers? And that was a little bit of a red flag for me. Like, it made my eyebrow arch a bit. I thought, what's Craigie looking at the showers for? He's with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> what kind of shower was he looking for? They were staying in a suite. What kind of shower did he need? These boys on Southern Charm like to shower. I'll give them that. We've seen them shower every episode, and now we're here, and Craig asked the hotel concierge about the showers there. I don't think I've ever asked the concierge about the showers. And here was my Craigie just being like, I need to know how the showers are. He needed to know. He needed the info. I'm not sure for what. 
They all get up to the room, and Whitney pulls Elisa Renner, and he just wet wipes the remotes. And I appreciate that. I applaud that. He wants things cleaned. He was still wearing his tech vest as the rest of the guys were getting ready. They were all grooming. Shep did like a weird facial hair pattern to go out for the night, and he was so proud of it. He was so fucking smug about his new facial hair pattern. Everyone that came down to greet him, he was like, do you notice anything? Do you notice anything? And they're like, I don't fucking notice anything, Shep. What are you talking about? And he was pointing out his facial hair, and no one gave a fuck, Shep. No one gives a fuck about your new facial hair pattern. My Craigie did it. My Austin did it. No one gave a shit. And he, Shep, was obsessed with his new facial hair pattern. It was like he just got, I don't know, a brand new haircut or something. I, I was so proud of it. I've never seen someone so proud of a Fu Manchu or whatever the fuck was on his face. But he was very proud of it. Shep is pissing me off, you guys. Uh, SOS Shep. I'm tired of Shep. I don't know. I, I feel bad I'm talking so much shit about Shep, but he bugs me lately. He seems, and Cameron pointed this out later in the episode, he seems like he's got some underlying anger. And I think he's taking that out on my Craigie and everyone around him. For some reason, he's being very nice to Whitney, but we know that Whitney's got a Whitney 911 going on, so I don't know. There's something going on with Shep. Cameron called it out later in the episode, which made me feel like there definitely is something, because Cameron isn't normally gossipy. I don't know. So the guys go out. Madison sent Austin a sexy picture of herself to make him, I don't know, jealous or miss her or whatever. We've all been there. It's interesting because Madison does things that I think we've all done or, I, you know, we've all done or we know friends that have done it, like sending a sexy picture like that. Like, I think a lot of us have done it to maybe make the guy think twice or be jealous or something. But for some reason, watching that behavior on TV makes Madison feel a little icky. Do you know what I'm saying? And I was just talking about The Hills. So The Hills reboot just premiered on Monday. I loved it, by the way. I recapped it on Monday's episode if you want to listen. But on the original Hills, do you remember when Lauren went, didn't go to Paris? She decided to stay with her boyfriend, Jason, and she didn't go to Paris. And I was saying, who among us hasn't been digmatized before and skipped out on something lovely to be with a man that wasn't worth it in the end? And for some reason, seeing that behavior on TV, like when we all watched LC do that, we all judged her. And I think on Southern Charm, watching Madison do something like send that picture, I judged her for a second. And then I thought, hold up, wait a minute. Have I done that before? Or do I know someone that's done that before? Of course. That's a very natural thing to do. But it comes across weird on camera. And I don't, maybe that's my own inner judgment or something that I need to work on. But I noticed myself judging her and I thought, you know what, Danny? Enough. Stop judging Madison or Jessica Simpson Queen. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So then we see the boys at dinner. And I said, I want to applaud some things. And I've been very hard on Shep. So I want to applaud him for taking off his hat at the dinner table. My grandma would have been proud. My grandma always said, you take off your hat at the dinner table. And that is something that I think is a forgotten rule often. I wear a lot of hats, and I try to remember always to take it off the dinner table because my grandma and my parents taught me that. So I saw Shep did that. Bravo. Another bravo. I want to say that they all ordered steaks, medium or medium rare. And this is how steaks are meant to be ordered. On The Real House of Beverly Hills, they keep ordering them well done. And it's disgusting. It's to, everyone on the Real House of Beverly Hills, every time they go out to fucking dinner, they're ordering a well-done steak. And, and Stop it. Stop it. Just on this week's Real House of Beverly Hills, which was actually a really great episode. A really great episode. Did you guys see Camille just turn into a Disney villain? I was shocked. Camille went in at that dinner at the end of the Real House of Beverly Hills. 
But at that dinner, Denise's husband ordered a steak well done. Somebody else did. It's like, I can't understand why so many people in Beverly Hills at these nice, gorgeous restaurants are ordering meat well done. But that dinner on Real House Beverly Hills, wow, it was so good. And that France trip was so fucking boring. But when they got back and Camille just went in on Dorit, I felt so alive, you guys. It only took them 20 episodes, but 20 episodes in and it finally started to get good at the end. And now we have one week left. (laughs) Been a rough season over on Beverly Hills, but they finally had a good half of an episode. Anyway, back to this Southern charm. So the boys are all at dinner, and apparently Catherine applied for full custody of the kids. They ask Whitney about sexing Catherine. He denies it. And the poor server who is serving their table, the waiter, she had to just sit and listen to them talk about Catherine and then argue Shep and Craigie. They were being so mean to my Craigie again. Shep thinks he's just so smart. He's like, that's what I think bugs me. He thinks he's so smart. He thinks he's smarter than everyone. And while it may be true, like, is my Craigie the sharpest tool in the shed? Maybe not. But I don't need someone to know that they're smarter. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like on Vanderpump Rules. Like, uh, we all, I think, think that Ariana's smarter than the rest of them, right? Like, I, I would say that. But we don't want her to, we don't want her to know that. You know, like, we want to think that. And I think that it works for her because I don't think she thinks that she just is. Do you know what I'm saying? And Shep is thinks he is. And that's the problem. It's like bugging me. He's too smug. Too smug. He did say, though, that Craig has a personal assistant without any work to do. And he was maybe right. <laughs> maybe right. Then we cut to Patricia's house. Patricia rings the bell for Michael. And then she says she bought Chauncey a French bonnet. I bought Chauncey a French bonnet. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. My I lost my Patricia accent. How did the Patricia go? Anyway, she bought him a French bonnet. A bonnet. <laughs> what the fuck's a bonnet? A French bonnet. And I thought, the poor dogs on Bravo. The poor dogs are doing so much work. They're on camera so much. And Chauncey hasn't been on much this season, but I still think that Chauncey should just be allowed to be left alone. I don't need to see these dogs on camera. I felt bad for Chauncey. He had to put on a show and put on a French bonnet. French bonnet. (laughs) I'm going to call it a bonnet now. Everyone's going to DM me. Whenever I pronounce anything wrong, people send me DMs, and it's very frustrating. But I'm sure it's frustrating to listen to me mispronounce a word, but we're calling it a bonnet now. (laughs) French bonnet. Anyway, Patricia says that she normally has all guys dinner, and she says they all went to jail, so she's going to throw a girls dinner. It's the Me Too movement. I should get with the program and have an artichoke dinner. I feel like my um, my Patricia is like Catherine Hepburn. Does it sound like a Catherine Hepburn? My Whitney is here in town, and he's making me eat things that are gluten-free. <laughs> Chauncey's got a French bonnet, and my <laughs> I love a McDonald's. That sort of sounds like Patricia, right? I feel like it's sort of... <laughs> it's either Patricia or Catherine Hepburn. I'm not sure. The point is, we cut to Nashville. And the guys are having a night out. Again, just want to say Nashville's the best town. What other town can you go? They have all much, so much live music everywhere. There's drinking everywhere. Beautiful people. I love country music. So I love going to Nashville and just hearing the music. Ah, I just truly love Nashville so, so much. And watching this episode, I was like, I got to make a trip there. I need to go. I need to go. Maybe we could do a live show in Nashville. I would love it. But, um, 
the guys are all out and they're flirting with all these girls. And as I'm watching the girls flirt with these men, I'm thinking like, get out now, like, stop it. I was getting so upset with these women in Nashville who were flirting with these men who are all sort of emotionally stunted. I know I love my Craigie, but I don't necessarily think that any of these young girls should be with these men. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, run, get away, find another man. And at one point, Austin and Shep were like flirting with this girl and they were using golf metaphors, which was weird. They were like, I'll take you on the back nine and, you know, give you a bogey. I don't know. But they were doing like all these golf terms and it was, I couldn't even keep up because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I played golf and they were using all these golfing metaphors. It was so confusing to me. And they were fighting over this girl and she seemed into both of them. And I thought, stop it. Get away, girl. Go play a round of golf. Get out of this bar and sign up for a tea time because you do not need to be flirting with Shep. Save yourself and get better at your golf game. That's what you need to do. SOS. I don't remember her name, but SOS. Get her to the golf course. Back nine is much better than Shep. It's a fact. Then we see the men just out having fun. Shep is doing karaoke at one point. There's a breathalyzer on the wall. They're doing their breathalyzer. It was, Shep's was, <laughs> Shep was very drunk. I think that was him who blew into it. They were all very drunk. And I wondered what he sang when he did the karaoke. I would imagine it's every rose has its thorn. That's what I would guess. I always wonder, so did you see at this bar scene, some of the people were blurred out, their faces, and then others were not? And of course, people have to sign releases. And I wondered, did any of these women who were on camera have any questions? Or or would you all sign a release? Like, who would, would you sign a release? Like, if you're at this bar and you were flirting with Shep on camera, would you sign the release? I wouldn't. I'm not saying I wouldn't flirt with one of these boys, because I probably would. Let's be honest, I'm going to own it. Would I probably flirt with Austin at a bar? Probably. But I don't know that I, if I did it, if I had already done it, I don't know that I would agree to be on camera. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I would want to hide that. I would want to hide it. Wow. Wow, Danny, wow. Anyway, Austin is talking about Madison the entire time. Entire time he even found a man. He wasn't even flirting with a woman at one point. He was just talking to a straight man about Madison. We saw just footage of him being like, I miss Madison. And it was like, Austin, get it together. Get it together. Then we cut to the next day. They're waking up at around 10 30. They got to get to the airport. Or no, it was like 8 30. They got to go to the airport. Then it was revealed that they were up until 5 30 a.m. 5 30 a.m. Go to sleep. That is too late. That is too late, y'all. That's too late to be up partying. I'm sorry. Go to sleep, Bethany Frankel. Go to sleep. There's no reason. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Go to sleep. I don't know what these people are up so late for. And how do you function the next day? Of course, Craig can't get anything done because he's up till 5.30 a.m. With Austin and Shep, go to bed, Craigie. Get some work done the next day. I know they're on a little bit of a vacation, but even on a vacation, I'm not up till 5.30 a.m. I don't care if I'm in fucking Vegas. I'm not up till 5.30 a.m. I go to bed. Go to sleep. Get some shut-eye. Then you go to breakfast. You have the whole day ahead of you. You can get some tourism in. You could drink during the day. Better yet, drink during the day. It's much more fun to get drunk in the morning time than it is at 5.30 a.m. No reason for it. Go to sleep. Then we cut to Naomi, who's cooking for Matul. My Matuli. <laughs> my Mat- I'm going to call him my Matuli. My Matuli, he arrives. And she's cooking a butter chicken. So she got a recipe off Amazon. She's trying hard to cook some Indian food for him. And I love Indian food. And even I know that you got to marinate that shit. You got to marinate that shit overnight. It's got to be good. And 
here's what I didn't like. My Matuli, who I've said there's been some red flags. I've said that, you guys, all along. I've said there's been some red flags about my Matuli. He's a beautiful man, but there's red flags. And I noticed he was doing some negging on her again. You know, she's trying to cook him this meal. She's working hard. She got this recipe to please him. And he just was negging her. You know, he kept saying, should we order sushi? This looks bad. You know, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I thought, just eat the chicken and shut the fuck up. Matul, just eat the shit that she's cooking for you and shut the fuck up and be happy and grateful. Now, can we judge her for the chicken not being marinated overnight? Of course. But I don't think that Matul should. I think he needs to shut the fuck up and eat that chicken and be nice because she's putting a lot of effort here. She's doing everything she can to give him a good meal. Then we cut to Chelsea and Catherine. Catherine's still pissed that Danny brought up all that stuff in front of everyone last week. Yeah. I'm not really into... So this was Catherine talking to Chelsea. And I'm sorry, I, I might have confused that. But Catherine was pissed that Danny brought up all that stuff in front of everyone last week. I'm not into this Catherine-Danny fight. Luckily, they made up quickly later in the episode. But it's just not very interesting to me. I'm ready to move on. And I'm glad they moved on. But it's just... Nothing that's interesting to me. We cut to the Patricia's girls' night. Again, I want to go there. I want to go to this artichoke dinner. Look like so fun. I love a place that has table settings with names on it. And we saw Patricia putting the names on it. She's doing it herself. And I thought, I want to be a Southern Belle who's classy and rich. That's what I want. I just I want to have dinner parties where I write the names on and no men are invited. You know, <laughs> that's what I want. The theme is an artichoke dinner. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I can't get over that, you guys. I'm not over it. What the fuck's an artichoke dinner? Did everything, I think every single course of that meal had artichoke base. And I'm sorry, that's too much artichoke. It's too much goddamn artichoke. It's too much. Anyway, all the women arrive and they're all looking amazing. Did you see this? Cameron had on like a yellow skirt with black top. I thought she looked stunning. Chelsea even was wearing like a black blazer, and I thought she looked amazing. I truly thought the women looked better than ever at this women's dinner, and I was so happy that they all looked so good. Madison and Danny came face to face for the first time after that whole text message thing, and they made up very quickly as well. It was fine. Danny apologized. Then they Google Catherine's boyfriend, Joe, the meatball, you know, the meatball Joe. <laughs> they Google. And they find like a naked picture. It wasn't a full naked picture. It was like just one of the pubic hair above his dick. That was like where it ended. And they showed it to us on the screen. And I don't need to see that. But I loved that Patricia really loved seeing it. She just kept saying, give it to me. I need to see it. I need to hand it over. (laughs) Like whoever had, I think Cameron had the phone at one point with the naked picture of Joe on it. And she's like, I need to see it. Hand it over. She was so wet for that picture of Joe, Patricia. She loved it. She loved it. And you know what? I appreciated that about Patricia. I applaud Patricia for that. You know, I love a naked man. I always, I've said this before on the show, and I'll say it again, but I think that for some reason, I notice a lot of women say that they don't want to see a naked picture of a dude. Like, they don't want to see a dick. You hear that all the time. I watch The View religiously. It's my favorite show on TV. But... I watch the the view all the time, and anytime they're talking about like on the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, like there was a topic where you know Jamie Dornan, the lead of the Fifty Shades of Grey, he didn't end up showing his dick in the movies, and the women were all saying, "Oh, I don't want to see the dick. Like that's the gross part. I don't want to see it." And I always get upset because I'm like, I want to see it. 
<laughs> I want to see that. I want to see Jamie Dornan naked, which you can can on Google if you Google it. But the point is, in those movies, I would have liked to see it. And women always tend to say that they're not interested in seeing the penis. But I feel like there's got to be some women that do want to see it, right? Do all women just not want to see the penis? Because I do. I'm a gay man, but I know gay men do. But women always say, or I have girlfriends who will say, they don't want a man, uh, man to send them like, uh, now we're getting gross, but they don't want a man to send them dirty pictures. And I think like, well, why not? Don't you want to see what they're working with? What's going on here? Maybe that's the difference between the species, <laughs> the men and the women. I don't know. I'm learning. I'm learning. But let's see. Danny and Catherine go away and they talk. They make up. Again, fine. Glad they made up. Catherine apologized. She said she had time to reflect. Then they all sit at the dinner table for this artichoke dinner. And I just want to say that they had the artichokes come out and they had a dipping sauce next to the artichoke. And Chelsea said, and I quote, what's this dipping sauce? Is it mayonnaise? And I just wondered, how many things do you think Chelsea dips in mayonnaise? I, (laughs) nothing wrong with mayonnaise. I love a mayo. Love mayo. Slathering on a sandwich, I think it's fantastic. I think mayo gets a lot of rap, bad rap, but I never dipped in anything in mayo. I've never dipped anything in mayo. Have you? Is there anything that we've dipped in mayo? Usually put it on a sandwich, but I don't think you dip it. It's not a dipping sauce. It's not a barbecue. It's not a ranch. It's not a dipping sauce mayonnaise. And Chelsea thought it was a dipping sauce. And I just wonder, has she ever gone to McDonald's and say, can you have some like she orders chicken nuggets and she asks for mayonnaise on the side. Does that happen? I need to know, does she use it as a dipping sauce? Because maybe that's something I'm not aware of that I need to start doing because mayonnaise is good. But I've just never thought of it as a dipping sauce. And here comes here comes Chelsea thinking it's a dipping sauce. And I thought, wow, does she order pizza from Papa John's and ask for a side of mayonnaise to dip her crust in? I bet she does. You know, when you order a pizza from Domino's, you can order it on their website and it says, what dipping sauce do you want? Do you think Chelsea writes in there and she says mayonnaise? I don't know. Something that opened my eyes. She said, is this a dipping sauce? And Patricia didn't even think twice. So that made me think like, does Patricia use it as a dipping sauce? Patricia said it was an aioli. But I wondered like, is this something that I'm just, is this a Southern thing? Maybe I'm just not aware of it. I, again, use mayonnaise for a lot of things. I just don't use it as a dipping sauce. Shocking to me. Shocking to me and eye-opening, and maybe I need to use it as a dipping sauce. A chicken finger, maybe you could put a chicken finger. Does Chelsea go to Applebee's and order a chicken finger platter and ask for some mayonnaise on the side to dip the finger in? I don't know. I need answers, Chelsea. Then this dinner party's getting sort of lame, so they decide to take tequila shots. I would love to be there and take a tequila shot with Pat. Ah, the dream. I wonder, though, was it Patricia's first tequila shot? Because she said, I always wondered what a shot would taste like. I prefer a martini. (laughs) You guys, my Patricia impression. (laughs) I'm sort of loving doing my Patricia impression. Whether you guys, some of you are like, stop it, Danny, enough. (laughs) Enough with the fucking Patricia impression. But it's making me laugh to myself. Anyway, I think it was maybe her first shot. Then Patricia says, as they're talking about all these men, they're talking about how Shep doesn't do anything and how he's got that underlying anger. And they're talking about how the boys are just sort of stunted. Patricia says, Southern men don't grow up. And I don't include Whitney in that because he's always worked. And I thought, we just saw footage of Whitney throwing wieners at a campfire. I think Whitney hasn't grown up. You know, I could be wrong. But it seems that Whitney has grown up to do too. But 
Patricia said that Southern men just don't grow up. And is that true too? I'm from Ohio and the Midwestern men, they grow up. I feel like the Midwest men, they become men very early on, actually. I don't feel like they're stunted in the way that on Southern Charm, they're telling us Southern men are. And maybe that's not all Southern men. It's maybe just the men on this show. But I wonder, is that a larger issue in the South? Because I think of the men where I'm from in the Midwest, I'm from outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And those men, they seem to grow up very quickly, I think. They seem they turn into men very quickly. And, and East Coast men, I know some men on the East Coast. <laughs> what was that? What was that song? I got hoes in different area codes. I know men in different area codes. And they aren't, they are grown up. <laughs> what was that? Uh, God, I think it was ludicrous. Anyway, the point is, Madison said, not only did Madison say that Shep had said she was like a white trash hairstylist, which is disgusting and like, fuck you, Shep, for saying that. Like, what a nasty thing to say. And like, so fucking gross. I mean, shut the fuck up, Shep. So fucking pissed that you'd call someone a white trash hairstylist. Like, fuck you. Fuck that. Madison, you know what? You go, girl. <laughs> you go, girl. Fuck him. Fuck him. Anyway, Madison also said that Shep had asked her out while she was married and he was probably just upset that she said no. You guys, I'm liking Madison. I do. I like Madison. I feel like she's ballsy in a way that some of the other women aren't or that some of the men on the show aren't prepared for. And I like it. She's got like some, she's got some spunk. Spunk. I'm like, yeah, she's right. Like, fuck you, Shep. Fuck you. Meanwhile, all this is happening. They're just bringing out these things in between courses that are so bizarre. At one point, there was hand-blown Czechoslovakia rose petals in water to wash the hands. I was like, what the fuck is that? Where, you know, for the next artichoke course, they had to wash their hands in these Czechoslovakian rose petals. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> There's so many random things coming out at once. And that tablescape, I swear to God, everything on that table I saw at Home Goods. I'm just saying. I know we all think that Patricia has tons of money, and maybe she does, but I think that all that stuff was found at my Home Goods. And that's not a knock on Home Goods or Patricia because you know it's my favorite store. It's my favorite store. I'm actually right before I started recording, I was drinking some of my orange or eating some of my orange slices that I got from Home Goods. That's why I'm so hyper right now. Then we cut to Shep at Doolittle's Pet Supply Store. Doolittle's Pet Supply. This is where Shep is buying a bunch of pet supplies because he's getting a dog and he named the dog Craig. Enough is enough, Shep. Wow, Craig the dog, wow. He's naming a dog Craig. Now, Craig's got a dog named Bethany. Of course, Wow Bethany Wow led to Wow Craig's dog Bethany Wow, which is now leading to Wow Craig the dog Wow. That's where we're at now, because Shep got a dog named Craig. And I don't think this is appropriate. I think this is too far, Shep. Too far. And he was like ragging on Craig when Craig wasn't even there at the pet supply store. He's like, oh, you know, Craig needs training too. So this will be the next Craig that needs training. And I got to pay for him too. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, Craig, you didn't deserve this to be talked about at the pet supply store. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't tarnish my Craigie's name at the pet supply store, Shep. Enough is enough. Don't ruin his reputation at Doolittle's. Okay, enough. Girls, you enough. Blow enough. Your lips enough. More? enough. We got to take a quick break here. and We'll come right back and finish up this episode of Southern Charm. 
All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Then we cut to that scene where Craig, Austin, and Catherine meet. And again, they're all in various clothing for different weather. Craigie's in a t-shirt. Austin's in a vest. They fill in Catherine about their trip, the guy's trip. Catherine says that Shep is two-faced. They're all catching on. And I feel like by the end of the season, we're all going to be turned on Shep. I've already turned on him, but I think the rest of the cast will be too. And then uh, it's revealed that Shep, oh, they talk about how Shep said some things about Madison again. And then Austin says he was with Madison the night before. And Craig gets so upset that Austin and Madison were together. And it seems like into next week, Craig gets really upset about it too. He's very invested in Austin and Madison. And I want my Craigie to just back up for a second, take a breather, and not to worry so much about Austin and Madison. Just worry about yourself, Craigie. You have a lot on your plate. Get ready for those pillow orders to come in. I don't know. You got to figure other things out. Work on the pillows. Maybe just stick to that. Don't worry about Madison and Austin because they have a lot going on. Maybe worry about finding your own significant other. Craigie's been single for a while. He could find a nice young lady or a young man. And I think that's what he should be focusing on, not Madison and Austin. Because next week, it seems like those two come out ahead. They come at each other. And I'm very excited because it seems like it's Christmas next week. Did you guys see in the previews for next week, Shep gets Craig the dog. Wow, Craig the dog. Wow, Shep gets the dog. And it seems like there's Christmas decorations in the background, which I'm very excited because I've been in the Christmas spirit. I've been in the spirit. It's halfway to Christmas. The Hallmark Christmas movies are starting in July. It's gonna be they're gonna be doing Christmas in July movies. I cannot wait to watch. But I love Christmas. Just the other day I was listening to Christmas music. And I love Christmas music. It makes me so happy. I was in the best mood the other day because I was walking around listening to NSYNC's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I felt so good about myself. And I argue that it's sometimes better to listen to Christmas music in the summertime because there's not like the pressure of having to get gifts or to go to all these parties for Christmas. You could just enjoy the music. So I also want to mention while we're talking about Christmas that this is the 25th anniversary. This year is the 25th anniversary of Mariah's All I Want for Christmas is You. It's the 25th anniversary. Now, last Christmas time, that song peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. That is number three on the Billboard Hot 100. That's all the songs in the country. So right before Christmas last year, it peaked at number three. Now, All I Want for Christmas is You has never been number one on the Hot 100. Are you following? So this year is the 25th anniversary. We're going to get it to number one. I'm going to do everything I can. We're all going to stream the shit out of it come December that week before Christmas, we're going to be streaming the shit out of it because we're going to get it to number one, and then it will give Mariah Carey her 19th number one. 
her 19th. She has 18, a record number ones. But All I Want for Christmas You was never a number one, which is a tragedy. And we're going to make it number one. So that's neither here nor there. I don't know how I got there from this Southern Charm recap. <laughs> but we're going to be doing the work to make sure it gets number one. I hope everyone's prepared to work, unlike Shep. I hope you're all prepared to put in the hours, unlike Craigie and Shep and Austin. So let's see. It's also Cam's birthday next week on the show. She seems to get really drunk. Chelsea shows up with a cake that says halfway to 70. So it's Cameron's 35th birthday, and Chelsea brings a cake that says halfway to 70. Like, fuck you, Chelsea. I'm sorry to say that. But I don't like when people do this thing on birthdays where they show up with, like, don't ever give me a card that says halfway in the grave or anything like that. Like, I don't want anything to, I don't want a birthday card that reminds me of death. It's so fucking rude. And I'm disgusted when people do it. I've told Matt, like, I will break up with you. Don't ever get me a birthday cake with a gravestone on it or anything that says, like, you're so fucking old. You know, they, they always try to say it in very clever ways and cards and balloons and all that shit. They sell balloons that are just like a gravestone or a headstone. Like, fuck you. Don't ever give me one of those. And I swear, if any of you send me one or, or, virtually even try to send me a gravestone for my birthday. I swear I will be upset because I just, something about it, it's a trigger for me. (laughs) I think it's so fucking rude. It's like, it's my birthday and you're talking about when I'm almost dead? Like, fuck you. Anyway, that's the episode. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I want to say before I let you go that on Monday's episode, I recap the hills. There's also a great interview with Barb from the Real Houses of New York that I found so refreshing. I love chatting with her. I thought she was great. And I encourage you all to listen to that. If you're watching Roni, go listen. It's great. I want to say, please buy a ticket to the Everything Iconic live show. You can find the link on everythingiconic.com. I'll put in the episode. Well, I'll put everythingiconic.com in the episode description. But I'll link it on my Instagram and Twitter and all that. So please buy a ticket if in, in New York or LA. New York, September 17th at the Gramercy Theater. LA at the Troubadour, September 10th. I believe the shows are at seven or eight, seven or eight, but it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a live version of this, and I hope to see you all there so that we could do more live shows, but these are it for right now, so we got to make sure that people come to these shows so that we could do more shows, and it's going to be fun. I hope you'll all come out and have a good time with me, and I promise that we'll talk Bravo. We'll take a detour. It'll be fun. So I love you all. If you want one of the t-shirts, go to everythingiconic.threadless.com. If you want to support this show, go to patreon.com slash everythingiconic. Click become a patron. Donate $4 more per month. You'll get the bonus episodes. I have a lot of people asking me about the Hills recaps. I haven't quite decided what to do, if we're going to do the full season or not. I believe next week, we might just do the Hills and Southern Charm together. So we'll put them on the same episode next week. Uh, Wednesday night. So keep a lookout for that. I think that's what we're going to do, but we'll see. I haven't figured it out, you guys. Got a lot on my plate, but I love you all so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter and Instagram. And I love you all. And but, oh, we should do a little cool, we should do a breathing exercise to cool down. I feel like I've been talking a mile a minute. I've been talking a mile a minute. <laughs> my Patricia. Anyway, let's do a breathing exercise. So let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in and let's just hold it. Breathe out. I love you all so much. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 